Thank you for purchasing this audio product. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. We believe that your faith will increase and your life changed by applying the principles in this teaching. So I want to speak to you about uh, the heart, the wounded heart. And if you were not here before I left for England, the, the message is on our podcast, on, on, the, um, on YouTube, I also believe, and you can go and download it. I want to recap quickly and take you into the place that I want you to be uh, touched this morning. Now, Luke chapter 4, let's go there. Let's start there. Luke chapter 4, verse 18 to verse number 19. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Secondly, He has sent me to heal the broken hearts. So I want you to see the following. We preach the gospel, get people saved. The second thing is they need to be healed of their hearts. Then that's a continual process. You cannot just have a once-off encounter with your heart you need to have a continual process of healing i need healing in my heart constantly i don't have just one once in a decade i continually work on my heart and so the word of god is very clear that the gospel will be preached and then the broken hearts needs to be healed if you have not done the vision in process of this church you need to do it. And here's the reason why. We have inner healing and deliverance. It's one of our subjects. One of our courses. Because you're now saved, you need to now go through inner healing and deliverance. It's a biblical principle. A biblical pattern. And the problem with, with this is, sometimes we deliver people. A lot of times, well, every course, we deliver people from demonic activities and all that stuff. But the hearts are never healed. And if the heart's not healed, the demons come back seven times stronger. Here's what you must understand about hearts. The heart, if I have a pure heart, a heart of worship, a heart that loves God, I attract the presence of God, right? If I have a wounded heart, I attract demonic activities. Therefore, I cannot just be delivered and have a wounded heart. You cannot just be here, born again, fall under the power, sing hallelujah, have goosebumps, and have a wounded heart because the demons will keep on tormenting you. And the purpose of this series is the following. God spoke and He said this, Heal my bride's heart before I come. Jesus is coming, but He wants His bride. He wants our hearts to be healed. That's why in the natural as well, we do inner healing and, and deliverance um, before people get married. Yes, Pastor Ivan, Pastor Estelle, they do all our marital courses of this church. And if you get married, want to get married, you go to them. We send the people to them. Why? You don't just get married. It's amazing how people phone us. Hey, we want to get married. When? No, next week. Uh, well, firstly, why am I last on your list to phone a pastor now? And secondly, why have you gone through your inner healing and deliverance? You can't stand next to a man that you want to get married to with a broken heart, messed up life. You need to be healed. And the same with Jesus. He's coming back for His bride and we need to be healed and pure and right before Him. So I want you to take a lot of notes today as I'm going to take you through this process. And I want you to go and get part one 
on this series on the broken heart, the wounded heart. Write this down. The condition of your heart is the condition of your life. The condition of your heart is the condition of your life. When your heart is wounded, firstly, your relationship with God will be affected. Firstly. When my heart is broken or wounded, I will struggle to have a relationship with God. Matthew chapter 22, uh, verse 37, I think it says the following. If you can just get it up for me. Jesus said to them, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart. With your soul, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Now look at that. He says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart. In other words, if my heart is wounded, I'm going to struggle to love God. I'm going to struggle to serve God. I'm going to struggle to be in relationship with God. So when a, a heart is wounded, we open ourselves up for all kinds of demonic activities to come into our lives. So there is a process of healing that I want you to understand. A process of healing, continuously being healed in your heart. Time doesn't heal people's hearts. Time is a fallen thing. If time can heal you, I will take off my watch and put it on your head and fall and then you'll be healed. Time doesn't heal people. The Holy Ghost heals people and the, and the Spirit heals people and the blood of Jesus heals people. Time, yes, gives us a process of restoration, but time itself doesn't heal. If time heals, why are you 50 years old and you're still struggling with the abuse of a, that happened at five years old? Should have been healed by now. That's a long time. But the Holy Ghost heals. The blood of Jesus heals. The word of the Lord heals. So let me show you a couple of things um, of the heart. The mysteries of the heart. Number one, it regulates the flow of life. It regulates the flow of life. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23. It says this. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23. <clears throat> Keep your heart with all diligence. Keep your heart with all diligence. For out of it springs the issues of life. In other words, my life, my heart determines, regulates the flow, the rhythm of life. Out of this flows my life. Out of this determines my life. My heart determines my life. That's why I said the condition of your heart determines the condition of your life. Because out of this, everything flows. It regulates it. Just like the natural heart pumps blood, so the spiritual life pumps life. Heart pumps life. 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 You can hear how people speak what's in their hearts. If the heart's hurt, hurt comes. I can hear when people preach or sing or whatever, if they are hurt, offended, whatever, because they reflect it. They can hide it behind their smiles and their clothes and their perfumes and whatever, but the heart comes through. It, it is there. 
Out of the heart flows the issues of life. Just quickly a recap here. The heart determines the intentions and the motives of your life. Your heart develops intimacy. It develops intimacy. In other words, any place in your life that there is a lack of intimacy is because there's hurt. So, let me show you this this, um, illustration. If you are hurt in your marriage, it's because your heart is hurt. If there's not intimacy in your marriage, it's because there is wounds in the marriage. If there is financial struggles in your life, it's because there are wounds in your heart regarding financial matters. And I'll prove it to you like this. You may have been a tither and you stopped tithing because God, you say God, we know it's not God. But God didn't supply my needs. God, I sowed, but God didn't do anything. Listen, who do you think you are accusing God, number one? Number two, if he said he's going to do it, he will do it. So then let's take him out of the way. Maybe it's the devil, or maybe it's your own decision. So, but now our hearts are wounded. Now we struggle financially. Any place that you're struggling in intimacy with, in anything, is because there's a wounded heart. There's disappointments. There's hurt right there. Also, the heart forms relationships. You can't love people if your heart is not healed. Impossible. You cannot love people. You cannot serve people if you are wounded in your heart. You're going to struggle. With the heart also, we believe God. With the heart, we believe. We, we believe that there's a living God in our hearts. I believe in my heart. Therefore, I'm saved. I believe in my heart. Those people that got, that got saved this morning, they believed in their heart. It wasn't a mind thing. A heart thing. With the heart, we believe. Therefore, we are saved. And so, that is what the heart is all about. Your whole life, man, consists out of the heart. You are first a spirit before you are a natural person. And that's why we have to deal with the spiritual matter of the heart first. When you die and we bury you, a week later, everybody is already carrying on with their lives. But if you die, you still live, man. And you, your heart, spiritual heart, still pumps, still carries on. If you die in unforgiveness, eternity, you will have unforgiveness in your heart. There's no more cross to save you. So you'll end up in a place called hell for the rest of your life. Because your heart is full of unforgiveness and bitterness and it's wounded. Therefore, while we have time on this earth is to heal this and restore our hearts. Your heart is your identity. Is your identity. Proverbs chapter 23 verse number 7. It says this, as a man thinks, I want you to see the scripture, as a man thinks, and that's where a lot of people stop and they misquote the scripture, as a man thinks, so easy, no, as a man thinks in his heart, so easy, in other words, your heart determines your identity. Your heart believes, I'm a a businessman. I'm a successful person. I'm an apostle. I'm a worship leader. I'm a pastor, whatever. Uh, Whatever you believe in your heart, that's who you are. If you believe you're a victim, that's who you're going to be. 
Nobody likes me. People abuse me. People dislike me. People gossip about me. I will never get a contract. As a man thinks in his heart, that's your identity. That's who you are. And if that is your identity, that's how people treat you. Nobody likes me. Well, it's, it's a heart issue. Not in them. What? Need to change this thing. Are you with me? So your heart is your identity. Now let me give you quickly three things. How you know people are hurt or how people are wounded. Three things that happen. They deny, they blame, and they accuse. Always a person who's wounded and hurt will deny. How are you doing? Good, thank you. Deny that there's any pain. Deny that they've done anything wrong. Then they start blaming. If it wasn't for my husband, if it wasn't for my wife, if it wasn't for the government, if it wasn't for this one, no, 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 no. And then they start blaming and accusing. If you want to get healed, here's the biggest principle I can teach you. Take responsibility. If you cannot take responsibility of your pain, you will never be healed. And that's what our purpose is in the next couple of months, is to heal the church. Our mandate, our function, our priority. Myself, my wife, my leadership, we're going to start healing this church through the blood of the Lamb, through the cross, so that the bride of Jesus can be healed and that the movement of God can carry on. We commit towards that. We want to do that. We want to help you. I don't want to just preach a message this morning. I'm telling you today, God can do it for each person in this place. The reason why you don't serve the Lord is because there's wounds in your heart. People struggle to serve the Lord because of wounds in their heart, hurts in their heart, disappointments in their heart. But God's going to heal it. Say, God's going to heal my heart. Raise your right hand and say, God's going to heal my heart. So hurt people will never take responsibility. They will never look after themselves. Now, how do demons enter? Through habitual sins, number one. Number two, they come in through painful experiences. Four things, and I taught on this. This is part one. How do demons come in? Habitual sins. We all sin. We understand that. We're talking about habitual sins. You keep doing that. Secondly, through pain. That's when demons come. Thirdly, is through inner vows. You make an inner vow and you say stuff like this. I'll never trust the man again. I will never trust the woman again. I'll never trust the pastor again. I'll never trust the church again. I'll never give again. I'll never serve again. I'll never be a son again. And you make an inner vow. Now, there's a scripture that says in Isaiah, it says when you make these inner vows, you're making a covenant with hell. Then the fourth thing is death wishes. I wish I didn't live. God can come and take me now. And we have to be very careful of this. Because here's the problem that I found in the church. Remember, this is my job. This is what I do. I deal with people. And I hear how people speak. And they say this. They say, the rapture must come. And my first question is, why? And then... No, but this world, exactly. You just want, you're actually making a death wish. 
You don't want to live anymore. You just want to get out of here. So be careful. If you want to go in the rapture, make sure it's about Jesus you're going. Because the other problem with the rapture is this, is that when I ask people, why do you want to go to heaven? Is it because of the golden streets and the sapphire um, throne? And why do you want to go? Is it because of that? Or do you want to go because of Jesus? I'm happy here today on this earth. I don't want to go now to heaven. Why? I don't want to go walk on streets. I've got Jesus in me. He's here or there. I'm everywhere with Jesus. The streets are not going to make the difference to me. That was free. Let me give you another thing. I'm holding myself back. I don't want to preach in the mornings. So, the heart is who you are. Your true self. A trauma that happens to your life evokes immediately all types of stresses. Your nervous system gets into a full alert and you always function on full stress level. So if you go through a trauma, let's say using hijack or crime, all of a sudden your whole body is now in full alert, checking everything. And so now you start operating your life from full stress level. I want to ask you this. Did God create you to operate from stress or from peace? So we cannot. Trauma will cause the hurt and the things to happen and cause things to start happening in our lives and attract bitterness and hatred and all that stuff in our lives. Go with me to the Romans chapter 12. Verse number 1 and verse number 2. Are you still getting something here? Good. I beseech you, I beg you. Apostle Paul is writing here. Brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, which is a reasonable service. Do not be conformed to this world. Say conformed. But be? By how? So what does transform mean? Metamorphose, meta, meta, which is, there's two words, meta, which is change. And then proma, which is form. Those are the two Greek words it explains to us. A change of form into the likeness of Jesus. So I need to change from Nikki into the likeness of Jesus. So this is what I always ask myself is, What would Jesus do in this situation? My daily prayer is this. Lord, I want to love like you. I want to walk like you. I want to think like you. I want to act like you. I want to do the things Jesus has done. When people see me, they must see the love of Jesus. They must experience the love of the Father. Because they're not seeing the Heavenly Father. So my reflection of life should reflect the Father. Should reflect Jesus Christ. Should reflect the Holy Ghost. It's my daily prayer. To be like Him. I want to have that transformational lifestyle. And it takes a daily, constant walk with God. And the more I pray, the more challenges I get. Why? Because I'm changing. Lord, I want to... I want to have the character like Jesus. Guess what? He's going to put everything in my path to test my character. Because I've prayed that. 
And so that is transformation. If you change your heart, you change your life. The condition of your heart determines the condition of your life. If you change your heart, you change your life. Your attitude is a projection of your heart. That guy's got a bad attitude. No, he's got a bad heart. That guy's got a terrible or a good attitude. So because he's got a good heart. Everything flows from here. Everything in life. You have to take responsibility of your heart. It's my responsibility to forgive. We blame the devil too much. I know I shouldn't stand up for him, but I'm just telling you tonight. We blame him too much. Take responsibility. Take responsibility and say, I've got pain, I've got hurt, I've got disappointment. Let me sort this thing out. And stop denying and blaming and accusing and take responsibility. Say, I've, I, I take full responsibility. And when we can take full responsibility, healing comes. So I want to take you today and next Sunday, I want to teach you and show you the consequences of not being transformed and also give you the solutions to be transformed. So number one, here is the consequences if you are not transformed. Number one, if you don't transform, you will conform. If you are not transforming your life, your heart, you're going to become a person that's conformed to his or her situation in life. This is how you hear if a person is conformed. Let me use a practical example. Let's say somebody hurts me. I take the hurt. And now I can start working with this hurt. Ephesians chapter 2 verse number 2 says this. We've studied that in the previous session. That the devil works. And that, work, that word works means energized, magnified, where there's hurt. Okay? So, if I get hurt, all of a sudden the devil has the opportunity to energize, magnify that situation. So all of a sudden, somebody hurts me. Now I, I go to bed with that person in my mind. I wake up with that person in my mind. I drive in my car with that person. That person got no clue. They've got no idea. But I have hurt. Now the devil is energizing. Shh. He's magnifying. He's enlarging. You see, he didn't greet you. You see how he, the, you see how he walked off. You see how, how he, he takes you. Did you see that? You see that? And now he's got a hold of you. And now all of a sudden, yes, here's the challenge. I can be now transformed or I be, can, can become conformed. If I'm conformed, then it means the following. I've taken that pain and now I am the pain. So I walk around and say, my pain, my hurt. Can we pray for you? No, give me some time. It's mine. You must forgive, not now. It's mine. Gucci, Gucci, Gucci. My pain, my life, my baby. Hmm? 
They hurt me. Pastor didn't greet me. Church did this. Church did that. And it's now mine, mine, mine. Because you now conform to the pain. That guy in the church said that. When you come to church, guess what? You're going to walk into that guy. Because the devil will magnify. Energize. Remember what I taught you. Demons are attracted to wounds. Just like the Holy Spirit is attracted to humility. And to the presence of God. And to, to humbleness. And to worship. We worship Him. He comes. If I wound it, I attract demonic activities if I'm transformed if I get hurt I immediately deal with that God I'm hurt I take responsibility I own up to this problem I'm going to deal with this problem that person said that that person hurt me it offended me it disappointed me but I'm taking responsibility show me where I can change I'm going to take I'm going to take personal responsibility of this pain and I'm going to overcome this thing. You know, I want to give you this practical thing. I've got a minute and two left. This is how I deal with people who, who hurt me or disappoint me. I immediately, when that hurt comes, the disappointment comes, I take my mind, the Bible says, take your mind captive under the obedience of, of Christ. I take that thought, that hurt, and I immediately replace it with something good of that person. I find something good. He may have said you this and this. I turn around and say, that guy's actually so good. You know, when I had a flat tire, he helped me. Or when I needed coffee, they brought me coffee. Or I try to change the negative situation or words immediately with a positive thing. I will sometimes go like this, even with the staff, they may do some stuff. I will go and say, they had a bad morning this morning. Maybe they, maybe it's PMS. Maybe it's uh, the dog that didn't, whatever. But I am not going to allow your attitude, your stuff to affect me. I'm going to change it and replace it with the best thing. The Bible says this, think about these things. He says, think about holy things. Think about pure things. Think about the things which are above. And then, you know what I do? I do good to them. Do good to them that despitefully use you. Do good to them that hurt you. Do good to them that, um, that comes against you. Bless your enemies. When last did you bless your enemies? When last did you just pay lunch for them? When last did you fill their cars with petrol? When last did you do those things? Come on now. The Bible says when you do that, you put fire on their heads. I will not do any of that. Well, you bound. Love them. Love them. The greatest weapon on this planet is the love of God. Nobody can resist the love of God. Nobody. Number two, second consequence. There are, there are uh, I think, 15 consequences. I just want to give you the first two this morning. Your flesh becomes your reality. Your flesh becomes your reality. All of a sudden, the natural, the carnal, is now your reality. I will tell you, forgive. You will say, no. I've got 600 questions I first want to ask. I want to, my reality doesn't make sense. And now your reality, your flesh, 
is your reality. Remember what I said to you. When you die here, your flesh is done. That flesh doesn't even care if you're here or not. People spend 60,000 rand on a coffin. They don't even know you're there. They don't even care if you're here or not. You know how many souls I can win with 60,000 rand? The thing goes into the ground and nobody worries about it. Yes, here's the fact. It's not about your flesh. You need to get your heart, your spiritual heart sorted out. Live spiritually, not naturally. If your heart's wounded and you don't get transformed, you're going to live naturally. And I will tell you, you need to love that guy. No, I'm, I'm going to hit him. Baseball bat, and hit him. Because now you're natural. Carnal. I'm going to leave the church because, you know, they did this. Oh, natural. Spiritually, if, your brother, if you know your brother has something against you, you go, you leave your gift at the altar, you go to him, you make right, and you come and worship again. That's spiritual people. Not packing your bags and going to sit at home because now nobody greeted me this morning. Because the natural will tell you that. But spiritually, my heart is more important than a natural situation that has taken And so I'm teaching you, family, as we go into this journey, look after your heart. Your heart is very important. Don't have a spiritual heart attack. Look after your heart. Did you receive the word this morning? I want you to stand with me. I want to pray with you this morning. Would you please close your eyes and say this prayer with me? Every eye closed. If you want to, you can put your hand on your heart. And I want you to mean what I am going to pray with you. I'm going to lead you in this prayer of restoration. Say, My Father, my God, I am before your presence. I recognize that there is pain, unforgiveness traumas, abandonment, rejection, insecurities, fears in me. I take responsibility. I recognize there are areas in my life where I need healing in my heart. I take responsibility for my pain, for covering my pain, for controlling my pain. Right now, I repent and I take full responsibility of my pain. I forgive all those who have hurt me with my whole heart. I forgive them. Lord Jesus, I repent for giving place to demons through pain and hurt and offenses, death wishes inner vows fear I believe in the name of Jesus that I can surrender all these things to the cross of Jesus I break and renounce every court with hell with death with every root of bitterness unforgiveness inner vows I break it 
in the name of Jesus. Lord Jesus, put your hand into my heart and heal me. Say, I am healed. I am healed. I am healed. Now, thank you, Lord, for the cross and the blood. Father, I break every curse over your people this morning. I break every inner vow, every bitterness, every wounded heart, every pain, every disappointment, Father. Heal your people right now, Father. Heal their hearts. Heal them of all the pain and of all the insecurities and all the rejections. With our hearts, we praise you. With our hearts, we worship you. With our hearts, we give, O God. Heal your people today, O God. Heal NBCFC. Heal South Africa. Heal Africa. Heal Europe. Heal Great Britain. Heal the United States, O God. In the name of Jesus, we pray for an outpouring of healing. Start with us, O God. In Jesus' name. And we thank you, we praise you, and we give you the glory. And everyone shout, I'm healed. And give Jesus a good praise here this morning. Hallelujah. I want you to tell two people around you, I am healed. Come on, out of the mouth or two or three witnesses, it shall be established. For more information on products, please visit our website or send us an email. All the details are on the back of the product pack.